Ronald Weasley, it's wonderful to see you here at the Harry Potter 20-year reunion. I'm so glad to have you. Where is everyone else? Well, Ronald's behind me. I'm Hermione. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Hi, I'm J.K. Rowling. It's great to be here. J.K. what? Rowling. It's great to be here. You ever heard of this bloke before? Isn't she the one that hates trans people? Oh, that's right, Harry. She is the one who hates trans people. Um, I quite literally created your characters. You're going to get us expelled. Or worse. You wouldn't be killed. able to be expelled if I wasn't here. <laughs> she's got a one-way ticket to Azkaban prison is where she's going. Are you a werewolf? I don't know enough Harry Potter. Right <laughs> oh my gosh. And scene. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's our Harry Potter opening for Will and Amala Live. Thank you guys so much for joining us and watching. Today we got a lot of stories that we're going to get into. We're going to talk about J.K. Rowling and her being exiled from the 20th anniversary celebration of Harry Potter. We're going to talk about a racist rant that Joy Reid put out on her TikTok, as well as some angry leftists threatening a woman who is protesting their protest in Kenosha. I know we get, there's so many protests on top of protests. There's an inception of protests happening in America right now that we get kind of confused, but also OSHA dropping their vaccine mandate. So stick around while we get into all of these stories. But we decided to start today off talking about J.K. Rowling because she has been X'd out of the Harry Potter 20th anniversary special because of her tweets regarding trans people. Now, if you remember, J.K. Rowling has been on, uh, you know, she's been in the hot seat for a while when it comes to being canceled on the Internet and uh, by the, the court of public opinion because she put out tweets talking about transgenderism and said, you know what? Uh, there are biological boys and there are biological girls. She affirmed that there are uh, two genders. Apparently, this is something you are not allowed to say. How dare you? And because of this, she's gotten several threats on the Internet. People bashed her for days. There was article after article after article. And now on this 20th anniversary, she's unable to attend the 20th anniversary of her own creation. No, it's crazy. But, you know, the. That's the movies, which is different than the, the book creation. Which sure. I will, I will have to distinguish there. And it's not like the movies were good anyway. I don't know why you'd want to be affiliated with those Whoa, anyway. Whoa, Taylor I mean, loves the movies. To, compared to so the many movies other movies. The movies are really, really good. I haven't even read all the books, but the movies oh. are awesome. No, the, the movies are not very good. But the, the books are not very good either. So I don't know what the whole, why everyone's getting in a, getting in a fuss about this anyway. Getting but the, the knickers in a twist. Getting in a tizzy. As they say. I don't know what they say. <laughs> Butter beer and a twist. That's all I can think of. Um, no, but I mean, this is cancel culture at its finest. I mean, that is exactly what it is. I wrote about cancel culture and I wrote about J.K. Rowling. Actually, I used her as an example of cancel culture in my book where the left says we take no prisoners. And if you don't agree with us on 100 percent, you could agree with 99.99 percent of stuff. Some of the stuff that comes out of J.K. Rowling's mouth is stuff that is just like, I don't agree with any of this at all. Okay, I don't know what she's saying. She's saying weird gender stuff and and putting all this social justice stuff in her books and talking about it all the time. And it's like, I don't agree with her at all. But she says one thing that is different than the left and immediately gets canceled. So right. This is exactly how it goes. You have to agree with every single thing. 
the left loves to eat their own. I will get into her original comments that sort of got her in trouble here. She wrote, if sex isn't real, there's no same sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women is globally erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. This is what got her in trouble. This is apparently transphobic. It's transphobic to say I know and love trans people. If only only the people in charge of these big Hollywood industries knew what the truth was, then J.K. Rowling would be heralded as someone in this instance for saying something that is true. But she is seen as a disgusting transphobe now. And that is all. And that's that's another thing to notice about cancel culture. And, and this, these whole situations in general is that, you know, you can have a life full of doing amazing and wonderful things. Like think about someone like Tim Ballard with OUR and like what he's doing with Operation Underground Railroad, like saving children being trafficked and mm-hmm. excuse me, all the amazing, crazy things that he is doing. But because that he wants to work with someone like PragerU and do stuff with us and have conservative values, like he's not getting that type of recognition that other people would get, right? So you can do amazing things and do 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 crazy good for the world and, and society as a whole, but you go against their standards in even just one little way, and all of that is washed away. All of the good things that you have ever done are washed away by this evil that you have now committed. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting in this specific case just to see somebody who does identify with leftist politics for the most part uh we know jk rowling to be very pro lgbtq very pro woman anti-patriarchy all that pro pro black anything you can think of uh jk rowling sits on that side for the most part when it comes to leftism but make one distinction one deviation from what they believe and you are done and to have that happen in the case of uh, a movie franchise that you created with your own works it would not exist without her yet she is not allowed to attend the 20th anniversary of something that she created it came from her brain it just blows my mind and is this not is this not taking away a a woman's achievement are you now refusing to celebrate the woman who created uh, this franchise created this set of books because now she's no longer the victim anymore if this was what five years ago jk rowling would be the victim here we'd be crying patriarchy about this but no because we've moved on to our new victim which is the transgender community this gets to happen to her i'm gonna put it out there i'm just gonna say it hbo hates women okay (laughs) put it on the record right now on the record if they didn't hate women women, then they would invite jk rowling exactly exactly they would celebrate her breaking the glass ceiling of literature how's that literature literature (laughs) but no but alas they won't do that no no they won't they they care more about their own agenda and their ideology than they care at all about pushing for people who actually did good things for the world that's what i hate is that is that good is seen as evil and evil is seen as good that is the world upside down world that we live in right now because it's no longer about preserving good it is about preserving your own virtue and and imposed morality on other people Yep, it's exactly right. And there's a voice that's pretty loud when it comes to this sort of virtue signaling and going along with the leftist ideology. And her name is Joy Reid. You know her, you dislike her, you see her show, it goes viral all the time because she says the most ridiculous stuff on earth. She decided to weigh in on the Kyle Rittenhouse case and make a comparison to another case that we saw go alive in front of the court of public opinion, and that is the case of Brett Kavanaugh. Here's the video from Joy Reid's TikTok. So it's Kyle Rittenhouse trial. It reminded a lot of people of something 
something, I just can't remember what it was. Oh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, in which Brett Kavanaugh, who had been accused by a high school friend of committing sexual abuse of her, cried his way through the hearings to make him a permanent member and associate justice of the United States Supreme Court. And his tears turned out to be more powerful than the tears of Christine Blasey Ford, which were the tears of an alleged victim. But in America, there's a thing about both white vigilantism and white tears, particularly male white tears. Really white tears in general, because that's what Karen's are, right? They Karen out, and then as soon as they get caught, (laughs) bring waterworks. White men can get away with that too. And it has the same effect. Even as the right tries to politicize the idea that masculinity is being robbed from American men by multiculturalism and wokeism, they still want to be able to have their tears. So my friend Jahan Jones, who writes... She goes on to say her friend wrote an article about it, whatever. Uh, My goodness. It's amazing. That was pretty terrible. It's the confidence for me. That was. It's the confidence yeah, for that me. That was like every <laughs> single thing. I mean, you, it, how, she's literally playing the game where it's like, how many leftist words can I fit into a sentence before like, and every time you do it, you have to take a shot. Like that's ex- what it seemed like she was trying to do. Fit in every single leftist thing. The thing, no one cared about Brett Kavanaugh crying. Okay. That's not why people sided with him. They right. sided with him because what he was saying was the truth. Okay, Christine Blasey Ford, her her story fell apart. It turned out to be pretty much fabricated from what people could gather from it. Mm -hmm. It was not legit. And when you ask people about it to support her story, when I went to a march actually in Los Angeles, it was an anti-Brett Kavanaugh march. And I went and asked people about it. And they said, you know, I can't really tell you what's what's the truth is, but (laughs) we just need to believe all women. And I was like, what? Like, no, it's like, no, you need to believe the truth. The truth, if it's a woman or if it's a man, it doesn't matter. You believe the truth. You don't want to just uh, sacrifice some guy like Brett Kavanaugh just because of your own agenda about believing all women. That's a stupid, f- stupid thing to do. That's a very stupid thing to do. Yeah, the tears have very little to do with how people feel about these situations, which is so interesting. The left clings on to emotion as much as they possibly can. Are those tears powerful and I'm sure effective? Absolutely, because both of these men went through a traumatic experience. I would argue Kyle's a little bit more so than than Brett's, but uh, went through very traumatic experiences and were put in a position that is extremely stressful in front of not only uh, you know a room full of people, but in front of America. Uh, you crying in that moment has nothing to do with using a race card or even uh, invalidating your masculinity. Those are two separate things. And to to think that crying is what really influenced our opinions on this rather than the facts of the matter, that Brett Kavanaugh was most likely wrongfully accused and that Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense, that's what truly matters to us. The tears on that just show how horrendous these situations are. Yeah, you, the, the fact that she framed this whole argument too as tears versus tears instead of truth versus lies or, right. or the truth versus falsehood or justice versus mob rule or, I don't know, the standard of evidence and a presumption of innocence versus uh, kangaroo court. Mm-hmm. That, that is what is really at play here. And the fact that she just skips right past um, facts and logic and evidence and uh, justice and goes right into uh, it's, it was racist. It was literally just skipped right into this neo-racism that she uh, that is her entire worldview. 
Yeah, How do people get away with such blatant racism all the time? I don't get it. I, I seriously don't get it. That's the how new is narrative. That, how is that fair? Because they're mean, the just, victim. They're the victim at all costs. And why why don't we make a separate TikTok and go, Joy Reid, all you do is cry racism. And every and that works for everything. It works for everything that black people do. They go and cry racism and it works. Uh, black tears are the most effective thing in America. How about we make that TikTok and see how that is received by the general public while she gets cheered on for talking about white male tears and white Karen tears, which again, what did I say? Karen's there. It's an effort. The word Karen is an effort to alienate white women anyways. And she just made the point herself. One of the biggest uh, black talk show hosts uh, in a very long time just made that point. It is an effort to do that. And if we did the same on our side you would be crying racism till the cows come home if i said black female tears in reaction to this video yep. i would be fired i would for yep. sure be fired there's no doubt about it yeah i can't say that i literally can't say that everyone would everyone would hate me I, I could never get a job again that is how bad it is to think that you are oppressed to think that that the truth is on your side when you can say that white people cry and that's why society sucks and that if i were to say the opposite about you and say black people cry and that's why society sucks. Like, I could never work again. Like, seriously. I'd have to change my name and go and like shave my head and go get a job up in Montana like in an oil field or something. Like, everything would be changed. Yeah, and I it's mean... It's horrible hypocrisy. I mean, I made a video about this today uh, and, and people are... Uh, watching it because it's not being uh, well received by the political left at all. The the case of Kyle Rittenhouse. Why is this racialized by Black Lives Matter and by Antifa and by these black talk show hosts? Why? Why is this racialized? A young white male who shot and killed two other white males who's being tried in a court by a white judge with white lawyers on both the defense and the prosecution. And this is suddenly a, an anti-black movement. Can somebody explain that to me? Why? Because because the riots in Kenosha were regarding race and the incident just so happened to happen there. It has to do with being black in America. There's an article put out, uh, you know, a Democrat of a black caucus in Oregon is saying if the when the Kyle Rittenhouse trial a verdict comes in, whether it's guilty or not guilty, black employees should get a day or two off. What are you talking about? What relationship does this have to any sort of black movement in America? I know. I feel like with all the white people involved, I should get a day off. Literally. That would be, yeah. probably be more fair. Right, right. Because everybody's making this about whiteness and white supremacy. White people should get a day off. There's a lot of emotional turmoil surrounding this case. I'll be taking my day off tomorrow <laughs> once he gets acquitted. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm, going out of, going out of, I might even cross state lines to go on vacation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see what happens in this case. The jury is still deliberating on the verdict here, but yeah, Joy Reid seems to have already made her made up her mind. The View did a segment on Kyle Rittenhouse. They've all made up their minds on him as well. Their mind is already made up before the trial even started. Right. As soon as that first video came out, their mind is made up because these people will not will never admit when they are wrong. No. I think that a lot of these things happen. I think. I think for the most part, good people can admit when they're wrong and say, you know, that maybe he was. He, I thought he was guilty and now he's innocent or, you know, maybe the opposite. I thought he was innocent before and then a different trial and they say, oh, now I think he's actually guilty after mm -hmm. looking at the evidence. You know, people can make rational decisions like that, but not when you're part of a religion, not when it's a religion, not when your entire career and life depend on you sticking with this narrative. You know, you can't you can't go against it now. I almost wonder I wonder how much how, how many of these people actually believe that someone like Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent, but they're too scared to actually go and say that they think that. 
I, wonder, I think I there's no a idea. lot. Yeah, I mean, even Anna Kasparian came out, and was yeah. there the Bill, Bill, whatever the billionaire guy who's a leftist uh, came out and supported it, and like his people were like, did someone hack your account because they're so people, most people are so brainwashed that they didn't, and or just ignorant that they don't even look at the facts of the case. Uh, but yeah, reasonable people are coming out and saying like, guys, I watched the video, and like it's pretty clear that this was self defense. Mm-hmm. I know, but they don't they don't look at truth. You know, I put out tweets sometimes, and people come at me. Like I put out a tweet about income inequality like two weeks ago and said, you know, Republicans in Congress don't care about income inequality, which they don't because it means nothing to them. And I had so many people in my replies who follow me saying, like, you sound like a leftist. I'm like, no, I'm just saying what the truth is. This is what the truth is. OK, I'm going to say the truth. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. It doesn't really matter. Yep. Like that, that is what being a concerned American citizen is supposed to be about. It's not about party. It's about truth. Yeah. The truth does not always toe the line of your ideology. So once you've subscribed yourself to that, you've already done yourself a disservice. You should only be saying what is true. And if truth doesn't support your conservatism or your uh, Republicanism or your uh, leftism, doesn't matter. I know. Just say it. I know. <laughs> and sometimes I understand people will say that I disagree too much. Mm-hmm. I understand that. People will say that. Accurate. I, <laughs> yeah. Accurate but I, I, I am always trying to find what the best answer is. Maybe sometimes I go overboard. But I am always trying to find not just to be a contrarian, but to find what the truth is. I want to know. I am willing to to upset and ruffle feathers and be a devil's advocate and contrarian to make sure that I fully understand something that is going on before I just agree with it because other people told me I should agree with it. I will not, I will not be someone's ideological slave in any respect. I will do my research. I will argue with people. I will have calm discussions. I will do everything to make sure that I know exactly what I'm talking about and believe what I'm talking about. I don't say anything on this show or anything anywhere that I don't that I don't really believe I'm saying things here to you guys about all this stuff about things that I actually believe by talking to people and having contentious talks yeah there you go it's a good little PSA you're welcome (laughs) now speaking of always playing the victim here's a video that Andy no uh broke on his Twitter of this woman being ganged up on by a bunch of leftist protesters let's give it a watch And, and her sign says something very interesting on it let's see I have a feeling her white tears would not be very effective in this uh, in this scenario. Uh, you want to get? I wish I could get Joy Reid's commentary on that. I would love to hear that. Yeah. I can tell you from personal experience, there is nothing in this entire world that is more aggravating than being somewhere and having a group of people yell at you and not listen to anything you're trying to say. There yeah. truly is nothing that makes me more upset than that happening. And not upset like like I'm going to cry. I, like upset like you are making me so angry right now by not listening to what I'm saying. So that lady held it together, which is, yeah. which is good. Funny it's enough, very hard. her sign says BLM and Antifa are here to intimidate. And there they are surrounding her, a group of, what, 20 people screaming in her face with their little bullhorns and hitting their drum and right in front of her face. We're not here to intimidate, but if you don't leave, we're going to kill you. Right. But you're a white supremacist and you don't belong here. Right. right. 
No, it makes absolutely no sense. The hypocrisy is just so crazy to me. It's so crazy. How do you, you know, those people go out and do this and they go home and they go, oh my God, that was what, what a brilliant day of being a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I did so much good today. Mm-hmm. Yelling at go this woman. I'm going to go tweet about it. Yeah. I'm going to go tweet about it. Gosh. I post on my Instagram and in my, in my mask and with all my homies protesting <laughs> and let everyone know that it was a su- successful day. A very, very successful day. And they have no idea what they're even fighting for. They have no idea what they're advocating for. I would love to go outside. And that was outside of the courthouse in Kenosha, by the way, for some more context. I would love to go outside and be like, How, in what way does Kyle Rittenhouse uh, exemplify white supremacy? It would be interesting to ask you just them. sit there. It would be interesting to ask them and say, after they were done protesting and say, what did you accomplish today? Mm-hmm. And ask them. Because I think that's, I think that comes down to a lot of, the argument on on why they do what they do i think this goes with a lot of leftist stuff when you're talking to people who do evil things or who do misguided things whatever it is and you ask them what they actually accomplished while doing that if it made them a happier person or if it made the world a better place or even if they just did anything i think that's a good mind-changing trick for people is asking them what did you accomplish you know i'll ask people that at some of the rallies and stuff i'll say what did you accomplish or what has been accomplished because of you being here is you being angry about this has this made you a happier a happier person has this made your life better be like Most i was say, speaking my truth right and that's what i accomplished right. today well, speaking your truth doesn't make anyone really happy speaking the truth makes people happy or it can make you sad too but that's the, the point of that isn't really being happy but you know you know what i mean yep <laughs> I, I know what you, you know mean, what I mean. <laughs> they didn't they don't accomplish much they'll be like well we organized we found our allies today i can already think of all the different things that i would say as a leftist who was doing this four years ago yeah there aren't good responses and even if they lie to you it doesn't mean that they in their heart of heart think that they're actually telling the truth to you they know they're they know they're being fibbers i hope so there are some people that i see and i i look at them and i go wow you gen you genuinely believe the things that you're saying right now you generally believe the lunacy that is coming out of your mouth. They're definitely those people. Yeah. I'm going to show you one of those people really quick. <laughs> Segway into the next story. Here's a clip from The View. We are constantly talking about The View on this show now. I don't know why in the past few weeks, I want to say the past three weeks, The View, every single episode they do has a trending clip from that. Yesterday, we went over Jedediah Bila and her getting uh, essentially censored and kicked off the show over Zoom because she said she was anti-vaccine mandate. Here is another clip from The View in regard to CRT, a very short one here. And one thing before we get into this next clip, guys, I just want to remind you that if you're watching this, we do have our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. So let's say you have to leave and you can't watch the whole thing or whatever. You can always go and subscribe to our podcast, download it on any of these apps, give it a nice rating. So and if you miss an episode a week ago or a couple days ago, you can go back. We have the entire catalog up on these podcast apps. So make sure that you're checking us out on there as well. It really helps us out, too, when you download the episodes and, and show your support. Absolutely. Here's the clip from The View. We at the Lincoln Project pointed that out in the Virginia race. Yeah. The critical race theory is the new N-word for yes. Republicans and the, and the Southern strategy okay. in 2021. Yes. But Democrats have to have a good company. We at the Lincoln Project... Uh, critical race theory is the new N-word? <laughs> well, it's coming from the Lincoln Project, so I think that tells yeah, you is. most of what you need to know. Uh, let's just break that down for a second. Okay, critical race theory is the new N-word for Republicans and people who lean right. What does that mean? I don't, I honestly don't know what that means. The N-word is something that Republicans and most people in general don't say. Mm 
-hmm. and it's not permitted for them to say critical race theory how is that the new n-word i don't understand what the argument is (laughs) maybe they're saying that rappers are saying crt in their songs (laughs) and that's why it's the new (laughs) n-word White people in folk music are singing about critical race theory. Right. And that is a dog whistle for the yeah. racism. Yeah. Oh my God. No, but that's, uh, that's like the only reason I could think. The people who say the N-word are, are, are mostly black people. Yes. So are they saying that black people are calling <laughs> each other CRT? It's really just not an argument at all. I don't know what this woman was trying to get across by saying critical race theory is the new N-word for Republicans, but the entire crowd plus the entire panel just cheered on that statement. Mm-hmm. So what did they get from that? I don't know. You can say that this is like, if you say something is the new N-word, like everybody's everybody like, claps. Everybody Again, I need to get a t-shirt. Somebody make me a t-shirt with my face on it that says, yeah. it's the confidence for me. Because it's the confidence for me with making a statement like that that has no logic and no reasoning behind it. If Joy Behar got up there and said, Gogurt is the new N-word. <laughs> Everybody would be cheering yeah. and clapping. <laughs> no sense. Oh my god! Yeah, hey, I'm absolutely. Like, no I'm, sense. I'm trying to think about how to argue with this, but it's just like, you just no said argument. something that is complete nonsense. I, I guess so, I'm just going to put I, my general consensus about critical critical race theory is bad and it shouldn't be taught in schools. I don't know if that's an argument to what you were saying because I have no idea what you were saying, uh-huh. but it's not the N word. Yeah, there's also that. Uh-huh. Critical race theory is not the N word. Right. I don't know. Right. No, they should be bringing up Joy Behar and blackface, but it's a funny clip. It is a funny, funny clip. It is a funny clip. I just because don't it doesn't it. make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It's funny <clears throat> if it was just some random person saying it. It wouldn't be as funny, but it's funny because people clapped. Yeah, it's funny because people clapped. You know, the the confidence okay. and the fact that people clapped. They responded to her confidence. They didn't respond to agreeing with her argument because she didn't make one. They just were like. Yeah, right. she said something is the N-word and Republicans are bad, and so... Right, right. right no, like, it's like going to a... It's like going on Netflix and watching one of those Amy Schumer specials, and it's not funny, but it's funny that people are clapping in the audience thinking that Amy Schumer is funny. Yeah, exactly. she is not funny <clears throat> at all. It just points to the state of the world now. Yeah. That you can just make a general statement that has nothing to do with an argument or a substantive take, and people will simply clap because they get a general sense of your mm-hmm. political leanings. Right. And I will say that this is this also holds true for the right. This isn't just a left-wing issue. Yeah. This is people on the right who will also say incredibly blatantly obvious things that they are supposed to say that are your that are your approved talking points on the right and people will just like I I I'm not going to say any names, okay? But if you go on Instagram and you see some of these quote posters that are made for some of these people who are politicians and they're Republicans and I read them and I'm like I say this more eloquently on my show, <laughs> and, but like, no, I mean like, like these ideas are discussed in such a better way than like these little sound bites and things, but they get like parroted and, and copied and everyone's tweeting the same thing. You're like, it's I like, could get blackout drunk and make your quote posters exactly. for your Instagram. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. And just be like, just like take like five shots of whiskey and write uh-huh. like wokeism has no place in America right, exactly. and then put it out and as I'm a like, tweet. And I'm like, oh. I'm part of the GOP now. And like, I can just put it out as like this, this quote poster that gets tons and tons of likes. I'm like, where is the, where is the, the, the panache, like the, 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 the authenticity. Conservatism is diverse. Yeah. Tweet it. Leftist Democrats are the real race. (laughs) 20,000 retweets. I know. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, Like, come on, man. Like, can we get. 
can we get better too? <clears throat> you know, I want I want everyone to be better. It's tough. I mean, having been on PragerU social team for a while and posting like behind posting the Instagram posts and stuff, like sometimes you'll spend all this time carefully crafting an argument in a tweet or, you know, wording something eloquently and then you tweet it and like it's no retweets and then right. five minutes later you tweet like, you know, the left ruins everything and it gets like 10 billion retweets <laughs> yeah, and everyone's I like, know. yeah, it's Sensationalism. like, because like, you're trying to make people think more and engage with arguments. And so, I know, but people don't want to yeah. think more. People don't want to just like, like, people don't want always like a nuanced type of deal to listen to. They yeah. want something that is like simple for them, even if it makes no sense. Even if you say CRT and Gogurt is the new N word, right. like people don't really care. They're just like, oh, this sounds like something that I should agree with. So I'm going to like it and retweet it. And I think we are all guilty of this. I'm not just trying yeah. to call out it's human people. nature. Sure, it's it's is. human nature to do this. I'm guilty. Amla Taylor. Everyone is. Okay. But well, I'm not guilty. But, but well, yeah. Right. Every, everyone except for Taylor. <laughs> Taylor is the second coming. Um, no, but I mean, we really are. And so, but it's something to just keep in mind ourselves, you know, as, yeah. as, as what type of strategies and, and information are we trying to Ugh. distill to people? Is it something new that we think will help people or is it just because we want to get views and, and things like that? I no. think our show does a good job. Exactly. I was going to say, and like, I mean, let's just uh, clap let's for just our show our own real, quick. Yeah. real quick. But yeah, that's what we try to do here is like we take things that are going on in the culture that are buzzy and trendy, but then it's like, instead of just giving the same five word reaction to it that you're going to see on all those meme pages or whatever, we're going to, we try to give a more nuanced take and say, well, here's, here are the ideas behind what you're seeing here. Here's what's actually going on. And hopefully that's getting the best of both worlds It's getting the engagement, but it's also helping people think more. And so keep watching Will and I'm Alive because that's what this is all about. Speaking of helping people think more, Will put out a, a new man on the street titled, Should We Have Vaccine Mandates? I want to play just a little clip from it for you. You guys can check it out at PragerU.com. Also download the PragerU app if you want to have an app on your phone that hopefully cannot be censored and wiped away uh, with the click of a button, although we know Apple likes to do that sometimes. But here's the video. You can also get it on Roku and Apple TV, the PragerU app. So if you're Heck at yeah. home and you, you want to download it on your TV, TV, put that bad boy up. One other quick note about the PragerU app: you can it keeps playing the audio of the video when you cl when you close it. So, like on YouTube, if you're watching this on your phone, you close YouTube or you text or something else, you, it, it stops. stops the video. On the PragerU app, it doesn't do that. So, if you want to take this show with you and you don't have podcasts or whatever, that's too complicated. Get the PragerU app, and that does that as well. That's mm -hmm. what and I it's call. Free. It's free. It's free. You're Technological welcome. innovation, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Here is the man on the street. What's up guys, this is Will Witt with PragerU. Today we are at the University of North Texas asking students if they agree with vaccine mandates for this state. Let's do it. So today we're talking about mandates for vaccines. We saw that in New York, LA, where I live, San Francisco, they're having vaccine requirements for going to businesses like restaurants, bars, things like that. You think that's a good idea for Texas? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Well, because it protects everyone, you know? You think that would be a good idea for Texas? I do, absolutely. Yeah. Why do you say that? Uh, because COVID's really dangerous and vaccines would help prevent the spread. I mean, I don't know. I guess we should just do what the state says, do what the federal government says, no matter what. Loser. I mean, in this case. You think that would Yikes. be... Guys, you can go wait, check wait, that wait, out. Wait, wanna, you want to play this one? One more part. A good one idea part. for Texas? I think so, yeah. Why do you say that? I love free health care. Because I don't think you should be able to force someone to get the vaccine, but... I believe we should like have more resources to enforce it. Yeah, yeah we should go to those people's houses and tell them yeah. how important it is yeah. that they get vaccinated or else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It is at all. You Hold know, that guy. I said we should go to people's houses. 
and tell them to get the vaccine or else. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> he looks so like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, the guy who's like, we should do whatever the state tells us to do. That right. guy, I got into quite the tiff with that guy. We couldn't include everything in the video because it started getting too intense and it, it was crazy. But I was talking about about his trust for Big Pharma. You know, he he's like, oh, I don't trust Big Pharma, but then I want the vaccine mandated for everyone. I'm like, why would you say that? And it, it got very... It, it started getting pretty technical with some of the things I was talking about. Maybe we could release a supercut of that. But, um, you know, it was kind of, in some ways, my own personal views. Maybe not necessarily all PragerU videos. PragerU right. views. But it was good. I owned him. So it was You owned him? I owned the lid. <laughs> well, we do have some good news when it comes to vaccine mandates. Here's the headline out of the Hill. OSHA suspends enforcement of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for businesses. Whoop, whoop, whoop. This is kind of, you know, this is a huge deal. This is a very, so very now big deal. if your employer comes up to you because you have more than 100 employees and they say, well, we have more than 100 employees. You need to get vaxxed. Tell them to screw right off. OK, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You are a free citizen. Yeah, I'll read a little bit uh, more here. For those of you who don't know what OSHA is, it is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, uh, and it is now suspending enforcement of the this current administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for large private businesses after a federal appeals court upheld a stay on it last week week they said the court ordered that osha take no steps to implement or enforce the ets the emergency temporary standard until further court order it's great it's great i am worried about some businesses though and i'm also worried about people who already got the jab and they felt like they needed to because this was just like the fact of what was going to happen mm -hmm. and if only some people would have waited a little bit longer then it could have been changed i think that that, that probably is a lot of people i would have to assume I don't have any exact numbers, but I would guess mm -hmm. that a lot of people just when they heard that this was happening, excuse me, got the jab and then are now kind of regretting it because it, it went through the courts and now, excuse me, it's fine. Yeah. And I mean, it is a small win too. It does stipulate in the article, this is subject to change and appeal at any time. So uh, we, we don't know exactly what's going to happen here, but right now that's a win for the American win. people. It definitely is a win. Tell your employers. I wonder how many employers are just not going to tell their employees that this happened because I'm not seeing mainstream media talk about this. I get headlines on my phone from CNN, New York Times, um, Washington Post, you know, all the all the breaking news headlines from pretty much every major organ news organization, left and right. And I didn't get any from the left today saying that this happened. Well, I would hope that an employer would be smart enough to tell their employees. I think if you didn't and then you continued to enforce this and say the mandate is still intact, you would oh yeah you would see some lawsuits yeah, I, well, no i'm not even saying i'm not even saying like tell them it's enforced just don't right. tell just them don't that tell it's them at all. not enforced oh you know people have to do yeah. their own information that's why we're coming on the show to tell you guys this okay so that you yes. know because i have the the inkling that many employers are just not going to tell people yeah. that this is not enforced you know so what you should do is share this episode of the show, share it around to everyone yes. you know, as well as as sharing articles and, and talking about this on your social media, to your friends, family, all sorts of people. You should be going out and telling people this fantastic news so that people know that their employer no longer has that right for them. Okay? It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Tell everyone you know. Share this episode. If you're on Facebook, share this episode on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, you know, do whatever YouTube sharing does. Yeah, do whatever YouTube sharing does. But Tweet also the link. 
Tweet the link. And again, these victories do not point to the fight being over. It is still going to be a problem. Vaccine mandates are still going to be an issue that we discuss and uh, continue to have at the forefront of our, you know, I guess, cultural discussions, our news media, our social media. This is not mean that the the enforcement is off the table we, it is still a battle ahead you still have to stick to your guns you still have to stick to your values when it comes to these things uh and this is one small win in a long war yeah won the battle war still going war is still going a lot more to do now we're still just trying to go to chipotle here in uh, I know. california Ugh, don't even remind me we can't I do haven't anything had it in two weeks yep but i cooked some great meals this week there you go i made chicken biscuits and gravy I made this maple brown sugar chicken. I cooked the base biscuits from scratch with the, making the dough, everything. Made sausage gravy from scratch. Got made maple. Um, it's so good. <laughs> it's really good, job, good. Kid. really good. Wow, so, I'm just proud. You guys know what I mean. Yeah, just letting. We'll give. Maybe we'll do some like Will Will cooks updates. <laughs> it's a great update. Yeah. I think everyone is very. Do you still is, do cooking with Will on your Instagram? No. No. I don't really do it because I did cooking with Will. When I used to do cooking with Will, it was when I kind of sucked at cooking mm. and I've gotten so much better at cooking. And I don't know if people still want to watch me when I'm good at, at cooking. Well, I feel like they only want to watch me burn grilled cheeses. You don't know unless you try. All right, guys, we're going to do cooking with Will again on my Instagram. So make sure you follow me. Uh, DM me what, what recipe I should cook this week. There you go. Let me know. What I want to wa- watch grilling with Amala. The way she grilled that steak that one time. Okay, excuse you. We're not going to talk That's about not that. Grilling a steak. We're not going to talk That's about ruining, it. We're not going to talk ruining about ruining a perfectly good piece uh, of meat. No need to discuss it on live stream at all. We're going to move on. I, th- I thought steak was already dead, but whatever that was, you killed it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so rude. It was not great. <laughs> Anyways, great. guys, we've been talking for months on this show about a video that we filmed for you guys doing a ride along with the LAPD in South Central one of the most dangerous areas in Los Angeles and in California in general. Guys, that video is finally out. You can watch Will and I go on and Taylor go on a police ride along with LAPD South Central. And we are going to show you a little clip of that right here, right now. Here we go. Every ride along that I've ever taken has changed their minds. Stop right there. Is this what you guys do is bring in people here to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, it's Amal up and over here. We are here with Will Whitney. We are heading to a police station, actually. Um, yeah, finally Amla got caught for murder, so we're taking her in. <laughs> Bringing her in. Actually, what we're doing, guys, is we're going on a police ride-along to give you an inside scoop of what it means to be a police officer, how they're functioning in today's current world, especially with the whole defund the police narrative that we're hearing on the left. We arrived in South Central LA in the early evening. Before going out on patrol with the officers, we got a tour of the LAPD Southeast Station, where we sat in on a roll call, spoke with the gang's unit homicide detective, and went through a police training simulator. Everyone knows that police are really afraid to go out there and do proactive police work. I mean, you know, you really have to think about, do I want to get involved in something that is going to put myself, my family, my career at risk, you know, potentially cause me to go to jail? That's significant, but the other problem is, of course, the bad guys all know this. There's no rules out there. They can the get police, away with it. The police are afraid. No, you know, you're not going to get stopped. And it just kind of creates this environment of anything goes. But what the result really is, is the effect on the communities that we police. That's who feels it. Politicians and the media creating a narrative that is completely false. We don't kill a lot of unarmed black people. Right. We don't target black people. We target gang members who happen to be black, but we do the same for all gangs. And when you don't tell the truth, 
people who don't know this area assume that that is the truth, and they all jump on this bandwagon. And like Eric said, really good people are getting hurt. We're losing kids, two, four, seven. It's not good. And I'll pause it there for you guys. You can go and check that out on YouTube or on PragerU.com, although we prefer you do it at PragerU.com or on the PragerU app. We go through a simulator. We go out into one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in South Central uh, Nickerson Gardens and uh, just talk about our, our different experiences there. I cry in this video, so that's great. I love that that is uh, public. I didn't cry. He almost did, but he didn't cry. I almost did. I really almost did. Yeah. yeah, it's your first time ever, <laughs> but it was close. It was really close. It was close. So yeah, if you want to see me cry and will almost cry and Taylor not cry, <laughs> go watch our police ride along video that we put out for you guys. Now that was, that was truly making that video one of the most impactful videos that we've ever done. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. So I, I'm very proud of how it turned out. I'm very proud of the product. If you guys want to see something that is real and truthful and honest and you know no no holding back the rest of that video is for you mm -hmm. okay i'm trying to do a better job of selling it than amla did on this video what do you mean you did a good job you did a great I job just, <laughs> i just really want you guys to watch this video yep because it meant a lot to all of us doing it if you want to watch will and amla both fail a police training simulator um you should watch it as well. i semi-failed that's the most important part will got arrested i got killed will shot an unarmed white man yes, yes. amla shot an armed black man, but was shot by another armed black man. Right. So, so I ended up dying. Will ended up in prison for life. Uh, it was a really interesting. <laughs> I would have got away the, with it too. If it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> but being a cop is really easy, and we should all, you know, we we all know, you know, just how exactly how, how no, bad it's they so are easy. Their jobs. Right, if I was so a cop easy. in that situation, I would have nailed it. Uh -huh. Right. Right. Exactly. So very easy. Nothing difficult about it. Mm -mm. <laughs> Now we're going to get into our actual easy job and uh, our segment for today that we're doing on the show for you guys is dun dun dun, highly recommended. We're going to recommend to you guys uh, a bunch of different things from a bunch of different categories, as many as we uh, feel the need to do. And yeah, we've got some different categories for you guys and hopefully you go out and check out these recommendations. See if you like them as much as we do. First category, gentlemen, highly recommended YouTube channel. All right, Amla, you go first. Why do I have to go first? Because you're a lady. I set this up. Ladies go first. <laughs> and because you didn't tell us any of the, the things before we started. What? Okay. I, my highly recommended YouTube channel is going to be, well, it depends if I want to do like an educational one. Uh, the one that I've been watching on a daily basis is the Rubin Report. I love Dave Rubin. He is a very good friend of mine and he puts on an excellent show every single day. And he's just so talented and amazing. And he's helped me a lot over the past couple weeks, actually. Uh, so the Rubin Report is going to be my educational one. I think my fun channel is going to be be noel miller he's a really funny comedian on youtube uh i watch his videos I, it's a good break from everything else that's going on in the world he doesn't talk politics or anything like that just funny content so noel miller is my second recommendation i'm about to sneeze <laughs> taylor do you have a youtube recommendation i don't know i'm not really a big youtuber when i'm on okay. youtube i'm usually watching like a jordan peterson lecture <clears throat> or like a discussion yeah. round table on like Tim pool or something like that. Okay. So I don't know, maybe Tim cast. Okay. Check that out. They had a crazy episode yesterday with like Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, um, 
Blair White. Blair White. Michael Malice. Malice. And uh, the Drew Drew Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah. It was like wild. I mean, it was kind of chaotic, but really interesting stuff. All in one room. So, yeah, that was good. I'm going to go binging with Babish. He's a cooking show. Binging with Babish. And I I love his cooking videos. He's taught me a lot. So, that's mine. Binging with Babish is a good one. That is a very, very good one. He makes such good videos. Uh, Next one. Highly recommended album slash song. Taylor will. Um, oh, you, go, you guys are the music people. I'm I'm kind of whatever on this. Okay. Um, All right, I'll go. I'll, I'm going to go with, uh, for album, I'm going to go with Dire Straits, Making Movies. Uh-huh. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. Dire Straits and Mark Knopfler are so incredibly talented. And Romeo and Juliet off of that album is one of my favorite songs ever. So... I, it's it's uh, it's uh, I highly recommend it. It is a beautiful piece of work. It's my favorite Dire Straits album, so I definitely recommend that you check it out. If you like if you like Souls of Swing, you've heard that from Dire Straits. You know some of their more popular ones. I highly recommend Making Movies by Dire Straits. Okay, uh, let's see album. Uh, my album, the one that I've been listening to the most recently, is an album by an artist named Faye Webster. Uh, the title of the album is I Know I'm Funny, Haha. Uh, it's a really good album, killer song. She's got such a unique style and cadence and just nuance to the way that she approaches music, sort of jazzy and ballady and poppy, just a big mix of things. Um, a good song by her that's actually not on that album uh, for a song. I will recommend a song called Johnny by Faye Webster. There you go. Taylor. Great anything? job, guys. <laughs> I don't know anything about any of the people that you just mentioned. Yeah, mine's kind of like an indie artist. I am okay. I am listening to Christmas music already. Oh, and, good stuff. Uh, All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. I know you guys <laughs> probably haven't heard of it, yeah, but never heard of her. No, my one of my favorite ever Christmas albums. Probably my favorite is uh, a very, a very Merry Christmas. I think it's called by um, Dave Barnes, who's kind of like a another indie person. I don't know, but he's he's pretty good. So I would beautiful. Suggest that. Okay, next one. Highly recommended movie. Dun, 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 dun. Taylor goes first this time. I just went first. Taylor I don't want to go first. Time. Amla, you go first. You have one prepared. Jeez, okay. Um, I've watched a couple movies recently, and I Which? will recommend, actually, I'll recommend all of them. Uh, the first one, Pride and Prejudice, featuring uh, Kira Knightley. I love a good period film. Uh, this one was a really good drama. She did it had a stellar performance in it. Love the relationship between her and Darcy. Another one that is sort of holiday themed, Serendipity. Good rom-com, beautifully shot uh, cinematically. The two characters, the main characters uh, have a chemistry that is just like tangible. You can feel it when you watch it. And you you know like a bad rom-com from a good one. And this one's so well written, so well shot, so well acted. Great one. And the third one is Good Time featuring Robert Pattinson following him after a bank robbery. So more of an action suspenseful movie. He's a fantastic actor, super talented, well shot film. That's my third recommendation. It says movie, not movies. Hey, I'm giving multiple because we have time. Appreciate it. Um, I'll give a since those are the only three movies Amal has ever seen in her life. No. I, I will we give. continue to make this joke, and those are three movies that I've watched in the past two days. Oh. <laughs> you still haven't you seen just, Harry Potter, though, so you're not allowed to talk about yeah. it. Or, any or the Lord of the Rings. Or Batman. <laughs> I will give a foreign movie, Cinema Paradiso. I highly recommend that. Never met her. Never met her, but that is all I'm going to tell you Are you going to tell people it. what it's about? No, no, you have to watch it. Well, why Cinema would they watch Paradiso. it if you didn't tell them anything about it? Because it's a recommend. If you guys trust me, and you and you appreciate the thing that I'm recommending, then you're going to go and watch it. Tragic. Cinema Paradiso. Okay. Taylor? 
Um, I'll give a trifecta here and of things that I've watched in the last week. Mm-hmm. But they're awesome movies, unlike Amla's. Um, what? First is Home Alone. I watched Home Alone. That's <laughs> the greatest Christmas movie. Yeah, you've of all never time. seen that one, guys. <laughs> um, second is uh, we, I've been rewatching the Matrix trilogy with my wife. I saw someone else in the chat said that, so that's good. She she's fell asleep through both of them, but I finished them, and uh, they're just awesome movies. Um, mm. I said both. I mean, we've only been through two. We haven't finished the last one. And um, thirdly is Rush Hour. My wife had not seen Rush Hour, and it's like top five comedies for me of all time. One and two are great. But Rush Hour 3, I showed Amla that scene yesterday. Um, remember the crazy exchange about the movie You on Netflix? Yes. Or about the show You on yeah, Netflix? Yeah, yeah, on, on, uh, Who was that? Laura Ingram show? Right, right. Yeah, we covered that yesterday. I got this confusing thing about they couldn't figure out the fact that the show's called You and he thought it was calling You You. And there's this whole exchange in Rush Hour 3 <laughs> of this old Asian guy named You. And uh, he's got a friend named Me. And there's like... It's oh, hilarious. There's all this confusion with Chris Tucker, like trying to sort that out. So anyways... They, they had figured, they did the bit first, guys. So, anyway, those they are my three. They did the bit first. Okay, okay. Next highly recommended Instagram follow. I don't, really, I don't really follow many people on Instagram. So, I'm going to say Prager Force, which is our student <laughs> wow. program. Wow. Nice. Do, do your pitch. And uh, Prager Force is a great student program for young professionals and, you know, people under the age of 35, high school, college, around the world, you should join Prager Force. And if you're not going to join, at least follow Prager Force on Instagram. They put out a lot of great content. So, yeah, I don't follow too many people. I I hate having my feed be all jumbled up with people. I like I, I basically just follow my close friends and, and Prager U and some other conservative outlets, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, my Instagram follow recommendation uh, for all my conservative ladies out there is an Instagram called The Conservator. Actually, I have a dear friend who is a co-founder and works at The Conservator, but their uh, publication for conservative women goes through, you know, fashion. They've got great memes on their page as well. Uh, it's just a really good uh, aesthetic to their page. Love them, love them, love them. The Conservator is my Instagram recommendation. Taylor? I can't remember if I did this last time, but I'm just going to say it again if I did. Um, the meme account middle class fancy is like the funniest meme account ever because it's just all these jokes about basic white dads and how they love to stand outside of Olive Garden with a to-go box and a toothpick in their mouth and talk about the weather or whatever. It's mm. just really funny humor. So that's my good stuff. Good stuff. Next one. Highly recommended date. Date night, date, date, date. Majul. <sighs> that's a horrible answer. And uh, that's funny. Give a good answer. <laughs> Not until you laugh. Oh, I just laughed. There you go. Um, I don't know. Someone else go. Who has one in their head? I don't have one in my head. Really? You don't have a date in your head? Okay, I'll just give my general explanation. It doesn't have to be... I, I love something that requires... Uh, not like a movie or anything like that. Like you don't want something where you're not talking to the person that you're on a date with. Museums, great one. Planetarium, great one. Uh, just going like to the park or going like picnicking, doing like a little scenic walk or whatever. Always good for a date. I just like being able to talk to the person that I'm actually out with and have good conversation. So that would be my recommendation. I can tell you mine, but I also don't really want to spoil it because it's something. <laughs> spoil like it for do. who? Are you going to date one of the people watching? You never know. <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, I I kind of, okay, I'll tell you anyway. Whatever. I'm just going to tell you guys, okay? Going to the cemetery. That is my idea of a great day. Interesting. It's it, I find it incredibly compelling to read the epithets of people on their gravestones. 
and seeing like what people live for, like what what they found important. Uh huh. Is this a first date idea? It doesn't have to be a first date. <laughs> I, mean, I would hope it's not a first date yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Let's go visit my dead grandma in the museum, or not in the museum, in the, not in the museum in the cemetery. No, but I think I think a cemetery date is really cool. I'm like, I think it's great. I don't know how I feel okay. about a cemetery date. Taylor, how do you feel about a cemetery date? Uh, it's weird. <clears throat> it's it not weird. weird. It's what's weird about it. You are going, You're going to a cemetery. That's weird. Mm. No, it's not. You're going and seeing the beautiful things that people died for, like and seeing all these people, like appreciating it. And so much of it is like beautiful. It's like poetry. It's like artistic. It's it's amazing. I love I love stuff like that. So it's that's that's my idea. If you want to do a cemetery date without being like, hey, you want to go to the cemetery? At least in California, and and I know in a lot of other states too, they do like uh, we have the Cinespia where you can go and like watch movies at the cemetery yeah, and then walk awesome. around like and do that. Cemetery. Yeah, like we you can you know ease hey, them into I'm that gonna, one. I'm gonna make a poll real quick. Is uh-huh. a cemetery date weird? <laughs> it's not weird. It's not weird. No, it's I can cool. see the I can see the beauty in a cemetery date. Oh, but, you only take your girl out to the cemetery if she is high class. Okay, if she if she can't read. <laughs> Or she doesn't appreciate poetry and things like that, then don't take her there. Then I would understand why she would think it's weird. So all the people who vote no, you're just not sophisticated, okay? But if you vote yes, it's cool, then then you're cool. The poll is down below. Give it a vote. The next category for highly recommended is Twitter accounts. What do we got, guys? Well, do you follow uh, anyone on Twitter? Besides uh, me? PragerForce on Twitter is oh probably my goodness. <laughs> I keep opening my phone to look at like what is the albums I have on Spotify? What are the YouTube videos? Right, like I who watch? do I actually who do I follow? follow on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Um I would say um I follow I follow this uh Carl Jung quote account. Mm. It's like Carl Jung quotes. I don't know what the account is called, but I I'm a big fan of Carl Jung and his psychology and everything. So that's my recommended. Taylor? He's a, a have, have, Bastion of wisdom. Yeah, Jung is based. Mm-hmm. Um, have we said libs of TikTok yet? Yes. We said that last time. Oh, We've recommended so that before. Obvious. Well, I'm going to say it again. Libs of TikTok. It's okay. the best account on Twitter. Uh, Not you're really, in- but it's good. I uh, I don't know if I have like a favorite. I'll go to people like good news people, good uh, breaking stories people. Andy No is a great one. Christopher Rufo is a great one. Uh, Bill Malugan's a great one, uh, especially if you're interested in illegal immigration and getting the updates around that. So those are my three political recommendations. As far as sort of recreational Twitter follows, I don't follow anybody for anything outside of politics on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's Twitter's my favorite for news. Like, I don't really go to news websites. I go to Twitter to right. see what's going on. And mm-hmm. then I follow people whose perspectives I respect or I'm interested in and right. get their take on the news because the facts, you're going to piece it together based on what's going on in the world anyways. So I want to hear the opinions of people who I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's why I don't follow either of you guys on Twitter. Okay. Just kidding. I follow you both. That's fair enough. I am, I am Taylor. <laughs> I should have said Taylor Trandall is a great one. You really I want, should have. I want Taylor to get more likes on his tweets. Our old intern, Tyler Ray. Follow He's him on Twitter. Tyler's a great tweeter. Tyler is a great tweeter. I like tweeter. all of his tweets. I just like everyone's tweets. I'm a big <laughs> Will, liker. Will is a very generous liker. He is. I'm a generous liker. I don't hold back. I'm not at all. I don't like anything on social media unless it really strikes me in a way that I feel like I need to go back and look at this. It's the only reason I will like something. I like everything. Yeah. If it's a friend, I'm like, I'm always going to like it because I want to show my support for them. You know, like Taylor yeah. posts a tweet. Oh, it's been up for six hours. Zero likes. 
I'll like it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, you no, know, I can always count on you. Yeah. No one else. I'll be like, I'll like it for sure. Even a lot if it of doesn't make any sense. Like it, but other people do. Well, when you're spamming my feed, Taylor, you're not the only person on there, but I try my best to find you and you, like, you follow like 10 people. How is your feed cluttered? Well, the, the nine other people tweet a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And the algorithm boosts tweets that actually get likes to Guys, the top of my feed. Go follow Taylor on Twitter. Let's let's boost his following on Twitter. What's oh, your yeah. what's your Twitter? Is it Taylor Trandall or is it T Trandall or what's T Trandall? T Trandall. Go follow Taylor on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's boost his uh, following. Let's make him as big as uh, I don't know. I guess I'm the smallest one of us. So make it as big as my Twitter mm-hmm. on uh, on on the platform. You better come out you with some hot tweets. <laughs> you better hey, come out. Hey, my tweets with have been ones. killing it on my. They Instagram are spicy. Already. That's my life yeah. hack. Has been. Tweet and nobody sees it. Screenshot that, put it on Instagram, and it gets like thousands of likes. Even I don't have that. <laughs> there you go. Life hacks. Maybe we'll do a life hack segment someday on our show. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. Go through social media or just random life hacks that we do in our daily lives, guys. I have one now. You have one now. A life. You want to share it right now? Uh-huh. Look, go for it. If you if you get your cereal in the morning <clears throat> and you eat it while you are taking a shower. Okay. And you are saving half the time that you would take eating your cereal. I take back what I said. We will not be doing a life hack segment. In, that was in Tim Ferriss's book, right? <laughs> Four hour work week. Is that, are you joking? He's joking. Yeah, that's okay. A joke. okay. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Please go and do that. We want to boost uh, our, our show on those platforms. So go give us a listen. Follow us on there. Leave us a five-star review. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are going to be back tomorrow with more stories for you at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Peace.